Hi, everybody. It's episode 478 of PodQuest. Hey. hey. It is Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hello. How's everybody doing? Doing all right. I'm tired. You got the house to yourself, right, Rich? No. Kwame's still here. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. He, he can't get out of Academy to go. What Academy is he in? He, oh, you don't... I thought I talked about it. He's a CEO, corrections office. Oh, yeah, maybe you did. I just don't remember. Yeah, he's a oh, CEO. Good, good for him. So he's in police academy for a CEO. Um, and so he couldn't get out of he like they planned this trip only about six months ago. Um, only about then, six months ago. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to Disney, you need about a year and a half, a year to a year and a half to properly plan a Disney trip. And they brought it up about six months ago. Um, which is much of the reason why I'm not there. Uh, um, but. So yeah, he was going through the courses and the training and everything to be accepted into Academy, and he wouldn't have been able to go, He they, like, they weren't sure when he was going to be in Academy, so he couldn't, like, commit to anything throughout this year that, that would I mean, that does away make sense. for more than, like, a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that does make sense. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like he's just, like, taking a week off of work or, um, or even, like, regular college classes yeah. or something. I mean, if he misses more than, like, three or four days, he's there, he's fired, basically. Oh wow! Yeah, I get, you know what? I guess that makes sense. Like they have to be kind of strict to make sure that you're mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to flake or anything like that. Yeah, I, and he are like he. I don't want to say too much. It's his personal stuff, but like he 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 might have he might have gotten hurt, and they had to even though he got hurt during the course of academy, and he had to go. They brought him to hospital and everything. They still gave him a zero for the next day because wow. he wasn't able to participate. For I I mean that sucks, but. I get it, like, just because of what the, the job is, but damn. Yeah, right? I Yeah, I didn't realize it was that, like, Cut you gotta be, yeah, you gotta be there and you gotta be on it all the time. Uh, he, They have gotten in trouble because one or two of the cadets have not bought the right uh um lunchbox. You need to bring a specific, whether you eat lunch or not, you need to bring a specific lunchbox. And one or two of them have not. And so pretty much every day for the first two weeks, they had to come home and write like a 500-word essay, which they would count the words, but they don't read the substance of the essay. Jeez. That's that's insane. I also do not understand why they have to bring a lunchbox if they're not eating lunch. It's part of the uniform. That's stupid. It's part of the uniform. That, that it's there, doesn't, there, doesn't change. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. They're, they're a squad. They have to bring the entire... It's, it's the police, man. It's the police. No, I get that, but a lunchbox is not a uniform. If you do not eat lunch, like it, it, it is actually just a hindrance at that point. But see, that's the thing. They get the lunch break. They get the time for a lunch break. They they should have a lunch because I mean, you're doing physical activity and stuff as well. You have to keep your energy up. You should be eating a lunch. You should be bringing a lunch to eat. I do physical stuff at work. I don't eat lunch. I I can't fun- if I wait too long after. Well, especially with acid reflux now, if I wait too long after eating breakfast, I start to feel sick without lunch. If I don't eat breakfast or lunch, I feel sick. I mean, yes, if I don't eat breakfast or, or lunch, I don't feel well. But if when I have actually, a client... Actually, if I eat breakfast and then take too long to eat lunch, I feel sick. But if I don't eat breakfast all day and I don't eat lunch all day, I'll feel fine. Yeah, that that is weird. But yeah, like if, if I have a client that I have to go to... Especially if it's an all-day client. I don't eat lunch. I'll get something in the morning to eat for breakfast, and then I eat dinner around 6. Like, I don't... I 
I do it because I don't want to stop and have to work longer because I decided to eat lunch. Because if I skip my lunch break, I get to leave an hour earlier. And I would rather leave an hour earlier. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's uh, it's another Wednesday, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's yeah. another Wednesday. Yeah, it is. It's been a it's been a long weekend. It is only Wednesday. I know. Fucking, I forgot that with the uh, the holiday on Monday that our trash was picked up today. Because I was thinking today was Tuesday and was like going to put trash out. No, it's Wednesday. Trash already got picked so, up. <laughs> so Whoops. Monday was Indigenous Peoples Day. This is, was a holiday for most government-run entities and banks and things like that. Mm-hmm. My job is not off. On, on Monday, for a, a, some of the bank holidays, some of the stock exchange holidays, my company is not off. Indigenous Peoples Day slash Columbus Day is one of them. Um, so I bust my ass on Monday working, completely forgetting that it's a holiday. And then Tuesday, I clock into work, and I'm looking at my numbers for my reports of stuff that needs to get done that day. And, like, none of the numbers changed after I did, like, 200 of these loans and these loans and, and 50 of these and this and that and blah, blah, blah. None of my numbers changed from the day before. I pull one of my reports and I start preparing it and I'm like, these all look the same. And I verify with my report the day before, they're the exact same numbers. I'm like, oh, yesterday was a holiday, which normally reporting will update and the system changes will change overnight, but we won't get new reporting because our sister company or our parent company was off the day before. No, now if we do work the day of a holiday, it just doesn't process. That's really, really stupid. So the 200 loans that I processed and removed balances for, they just showed that I removed them on Tuesday. And they were so like they they were just showing that like so basically if I were to remove the balance today until midnight, it's just reflecting the number is re- is is a different color on our screen. It's a DOS based window, so it's like it's just a different color saying that I removed this balance, that I made these changes. But tomorrow the screen will update and everything will be reflected properly post my changes. From Monday through Tuesday midnight, it just looked like I made the changes on Tuesday. And your your job is just awful. <laughs> I had somebody send me an email because I have I have a report that gets sent to me because they have to do some work on it before I start it. And they're like, since uh, Black Knight was closed and this, that, and blah, 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 we have no reporting today, so there's no nothing for this one. I, and I just responded to them, almost as if maybe we shouldn't have worked yesterday. Right. Like, what's the point? What is the point of us being there on Monday? Like, I, think we had, I had such little work yesterday that my boss was like, hey, you have all these compliance things that still need to get done. You should work on them. So I did those. In the last hour of my shift, I read our book. <laughs> and then today... Because we didn't really get a lot of updates because people weren't because of the holiday and stuff, I guess, and because I'm caught up on a lot of my work. I read it. I, I read our book for another hour at the end of the shift today. I mean, hey, at least at least you used your time wisely, right? Yeah, mostly. I mean, I I worked a normal day on Monday. Like they did on Friday, they sent out an email encouraging us to take PTO. Like it was literally like, hey, normally we don't want you to do last minute requests, but. <laughs> If you don't want to work on Monday, we'll probably approve it if you if you send an email in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I already had stuff scheduled, and it wasn't worth um, rescheduling it just to have a random Monday off because it's it would have still counted against like PTO and all. So it's not like I would have just gotten the day off. Yeah. Um. But yeah. 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 Day, days off. Uh, Rich, what's on the agenda? 
Uh, so apparently there's something about country cr- crunchy roll and a and a and a, a free channel. Um, we should have gotten halfway through our book, and I stress should have, um, because one of us may not have. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Bleach Thousand Year Blood War and uh, the emo orchestra concert thing. Yeah, yeah, those those are things. Um, yeah, so I I happened to see this online, and I thought it was actually kind of funny. Um. So where all of the other platforms are do are they're upping their prices and also like creating these like sometimes slightly expensive ad tier versions of um their stuff's like Hulu, Disney Plus, I think even HBO has like an ad tier now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Crunchyroll announced that they that actually today launched a free anime channel that you can get on like a bunch of different devices like um it's it's on the Roku's, it's on LG TVs, you can download it. And it it's got ads, but it's just going to have not current shows, but a bunch of like semi-recent stuff and some slightly older stuff. Like um I Ranking of Kings was on there, which I think is only like maybe 3 years old. Um and I'm trying to open the link that I should have had open already. Um Fairy Tale, which you know, was on for a decade. Um, to Your Eternity isn't that old. Uh, Code Ga- Gias, Gas, however you pronounce that, is from like the mid 2000s. So it's kind of, they have some stuff from, let's say, the last like 15 years or so available on there. And like, you don't have to pay for any of it. Like, if it's shows you've never seen before, like, as long as you don't mind watching commercials, you can just watch that stuff. So, like, is it like a TV channel? So the way that like the wording is, it sounds like it's like VOD still. But it's like ad supported. Like if you if you had like Verizon or Comcast and you did like their VOD stuff, where there's just baked in ad breaks, or even even like the Hulu ad tier, where like the ad breaks are just baked into it. See, I don't. When it says its own 24 hour anime channel in the U.S., that to me means that if you have LG channels, Roku channels, uh, Vizio Watch Free Plus, this is just an is like it'll have its own programming. So and it's it, not a VOD feature. It might be. I got home. It took me two and a half hours almost to get home today. So I did not have a chance to look at this like on the TV like I wanted to. Um, but just the the wording of this article makes it sound like it it is VOD. And I know like the Roku channel stuff that I've seen at least has all been VOD. It's also affiliated with the Game Show Network. Yeah, I don't know what that means in this article. Like, what does Game Show Network have to do with it? Well, they're both owned by Sony, but it's just very funny that it's like it's a free channel in collaboration with the Game Show Network. I'm like, but why does why does that matter? Why isn't it just a free channel via Crunchyroll who is owned by Sony? Like, why do you have to drop GSN in there to like a group of people who arguably do not care about the Game Show Network? I don't like, know. I, I don't really watch Game Show Network because I don't have cable, but Game Show Network was great and I love game shows. I don't think it's the same as it used to be, though. I don't think they play, like, all the old game shows anymore. I think they play a bunch of new shitty ones. Because their target demographic that watched the old ones are all dead now. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there's a different new channel that is basically old game show network. Oh, really? Uh, it's called Buzzer. Cobb. Yes. There's there's a channel on game show network I think you'll watch. Or a show on game show network I think you'll watch. I don't know. I don't it's, really like game shows. Uh, it's called Hey Yahoo, and it's hosted by Tom Cavanaugh. What is that about? Uh, I'm guessing 
Teams, uh, two teams of three players each compete to guess what millions of people are searching for on Yahoo Search. Well, <laughs> at the end of each, I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit right there because millions of people are not using Yahoo yeah. Search. Team with the most money wins. Uh, but I'm just saying, you love Tom Cavanaugh. I do like Tom Cavanaugh, but I don't like bad game shows. John Michael Higgins. I, oh no, he's not. He's he looks like someone. He looks like a celebrity. I was gonna say he's I have not. no idea who that is. <laughs> he looks like a celebrity though. If you look up John Michael Higgins, you might know the. He looks like an older celebrity. I don't know his name. I mean, all. John Michael H- Higgins, actor and comedian. Is is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, no, he's he's in all sorts of stuff. He's funny. Okay, he, he looks very young. Okay, his the image that they're using on Game Show Network, he looks much younger. Oh, they're yeah, they're probably using one from like when he was young. Yeah, he's sixty. Yeah, he looks much younger in that image. You know, he he's he is on things as a funny guy. He's um oh, it's Pitch Perfect. Guy. He is yeah. he is the second announcer with Elizabeth Banks in the Pitch Perfect movies. Yeah. Also, Catch Twenty One, hosted by Alfonso Ribeiro. Uh, Man, does all that guy do now is host? Good for him. Yeah. Hey. Uh, like he got, he's got American Funniest Home Videos. I think he's hosting Dancing with the Stars. I think so. Or he's on it again, maybe. So reading the Crunchyroll press release, the last paragraph says the channel is a collaboration between Crunchyroll and Game Show Network. Look for other promotional genre and themed programming blocks to be scheduled to give viewers a taste of the varied anime coming out of Japan. So I don't think it's okay. Voted. So yeah, so it it is actually yeah. like like traditional tv it's still kind of cool because like the only other access you really have to that stuff would be um adult swim mm-hmm. and they really only show the most popular stuff and usually on a huge delay so at least in this case like you're seeing stuff that usually isn't getting played there and if it does well they'll probably they'll ne- they'll never put the newest stuff on there because they they want your subscriptions right mm-hmm. but i could see them doing like a game pass sort of thing and like cycling series like maybe fairy tale airs every day at four o'clock for a few months and then they cycle in maybe like dragon ball z or something or naruto yeah mm-hmm. yeah it might it might be time for me to get some sort of roku tv thing rokus are cheap and they're good they are oh, the only reason i never got any sort of roku was because i had the 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 chromecast and i never really needed it but right now it's like at this point i need a new tv in general so get something with roku tv built in and yeah, I think Fine. most of the, the TCL TVs have Roku's built in. Or are they Fire? They might be Amazon Fire built in. Uh, no, they're mostly Roku. Are, okay. I was like, I said it, and then I started doubting myself immediately. <laughs> the screen I'm looking at right now is a TCL that has the Roku. Oh, nice. Yeah, I I like the Roku. Like, yeah. And, and like, I, like, I have a couple Chromecasts. I never liked them as much because I just don't like having to rely on my cell phone for everything like that. I like that the Roku is like its own interface, its own um, remote and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. See, I I would much rather just c- control everything with my phone. That's I I just would much rather if I could sit there and turn my TV on with my phone. Great. I don't want to have additional controllers. I mean, like for you, that that does make sense. Like f- like for like Erica and I, like if we're watching something and we have to Chromecast it, and she's going to keep watching, say like the same channel, I have to then. Like, when I go to bed, I have to disconnect my phone so that she can then cast her phone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not as easy as just, like, hey, here's the remote. Good night. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And when it comes to, like, Chromecasting and whatnot, it'd be, yeah, if she's going to bed, if you're going to bed, she's not, it would be more of a pain. But, like, I don't know. 
if maybe maybe Chromecast should be the service that the that whatever you're streaming comes off of and everyone's phone connects to it instead of it being but then if you had multiple Chromecasts it would be a little bit more of a pain but I just would much rather even with a Roku if I could control my Roku with my t with my you can. uh phone yeah you can like that's I it, even just browsing through channels and things like that like I don't I don't want to I I just I don't I don't want more controllers I don't want more more remotes yeah, I mean, you 100 can use your phone though. So, mm-hmm. but. yeah, and like, like in in like the case of the Roku, it does everything. So if if we exclusively use the Roku, um, I could just like put our TV remote in like a drawer and forget about it. But we only use the Roku for Crunchyroll and usually Hulu because for whatever reason the built-in version of Hulu on our TV has a weird um quality issue where it will um for entire shows it will drop quality for like five seconds and then pop back into high quality weird so it'll get very grainy and distorted for uh, for like five seconds and then it'll suddenly be hd again and then a minute later it'll drop back down into the low quality and and just keep doing that for just entire shows that's weird yeah it's it's very um it's very distracting when like you're watching something and like the quality just keeps dipping like noticeably like if it was just like a little bit and like maybe an artifact a little bit once in a while it wouldn't be so bad but you can't even make out people's faces it gets so like the quality drops so Ooh. hard mm-hmm. um but when as running it through the roku that never happens so i guess i don't know if like the lg app is just shit for hulu or something it could which be. wouldn't surprise me although so Cobb, you could just actually use just the lg remote for everything you don't even need the roku remote um the lg remote does not work on our roku uh, you might need to go turn on a setting, but the I can control basically everything that's connected to my TV just with the LG remote. The Roku is the only thing I can't. Like, I'm pretty sure I can turn my PlayStation on with the LG remote <laughs> if I really wanted to. I turned that feature off. <laughs> well, then that okay. That's why the Roku's. Not- um, so I turned that off specifically for the PS4 input. Um, it is a setting that when um, the the PlayStation recognizes its input active, it will turn itself on. Oh, no, no. Well, I mean, I do have that on, but I think there is a separate, like, universal control setting to make it so that the LG remote recognizes the things that are hooked up to it and can control it if it's something that it can control. Oh, that's possible. I actually, so for what it's worth, I actually like the Roku remote. Yeah, I um, mean, it's fine. Yeah. Like it's small, but um, like the buttons are nice and clicky, and I like clicky mm-hmm. buttons. But yeah, I also don't mind having the remotes. Like I can understand Richie like preferring to just have like a single pane of glass basically to do that stuff with. Yeah, but you know, to each their own and all of that fun nonsense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Rich, definitely recommend like get it get one of those TCLs. They're apparently and I'm um, Drew. It sounds like you you use one as a monitor. Yep, they're like very nice budget TVs. Like. You don't have to go spend two grand for like the the fancy um, LG, and like you can still get a quality like HD TV. Yeah, I think actually with Black Friday coming up, I've seen like the fifty five and sixty inch ones go for like under five hundred dollars. Oh, for sure. Like like significantly under, not just like four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like two hundred and fifty bucks. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and it it comes with a lot of that stuff built into it, so you don't have to buy a bunch of um extra things. And I remember, I remember looking at them one time, and they they come with a decent amount of HDMI ports compared to some TVs. I think they have four, which is not always the case. Like Rich, doesn't yours only have two? 
uh, HDMI ports. Yeah. E- yeah. Yeah. It only had two. But this this is um this is an RCA and this is ten ish years old. Because I was say you you bought that when you were still at your parents' house, I think, right? No, no, that's the one you're talking about is the one upstairs that I got when my parents' house, and that one had like three or four. That one's actually was a really good TV for its time, and even probably up to one, the only reason I don't use it is the stand that it was sitting on. I don't know how, I don't know why. Just one day it just broke. Oh. Um, and like maybe I was moving it, and like the stand snapped underneath it. So like the whole TV still works, but it's been at le- because I've just honestly been too lazy to bring it downstairs or throw it out. It's been sitting up in my room for at least two years, not running, because it's like I right, I I wasn't even really using it before then. Yeah, I I thought that was the one that you had in your living room because I remember you had a decent TV. It was just at this point it it would be more than a decade old. Oh, the yeah, the one upstairs in my bedroom at this point is, um, yeah, at least, uh, honestly, I'd say at least 20 years, uh, not at least 20 years old, that would, that would mean I would have been 15, uh, at least 15 years old, give or take. Really, I thought you got it in the 2010s. Would that, yeah, that would still be in the 2010s, 15, no, no, 15 that would be years 13. ago would still be, 13 years ago would be 2010. Oh, wait, you're 20, I'm thinking 33. 2023. Yeah. All right. So yeah, <laughs> ten years. Ten. Ten. Uh. Ten. Ten to twelve years, probably somewhere around there. Yeah. Fifteen would put it at like 2008, and that just. Well, I realize that's not like that big of a gap. It just feels a little bit older than I. I like. I vaguely I mean, remember it, you getting that TV. It might have been 2008. It was after I graduated high school for sure. It was a Black Friday deal at Target. I was at least 18 because I was able to get a credit card. That's how I got like 200 dollars off. Was I signed up? for but never finished the target credit card uh stuff didn't you um didn't you get it po- like around the time that the um the xbox and ps4 released though i have no idea i don't remember you remember this more than i do yeah for some reason i feel like you got it around then which would have been like 2013 2014 yeah i don't know get a no better idea. memory man jeez but but also like <laughs> that's the thing though 2013 2014 was when i moved in with my grandfather wow was it really that long ago I was 25 when I moved in with my grandfather. Wow. So it was before then. It was before 2013 that I got that TV. Okay. So yeah, it was it was probably probably 12 years ago. 12 10 to 12 years ago. Damn. Huh. I didn't realize you'd been in that house for that long at this point, too. I, th- I think I was 25. Um, I think so. Yeah, I was about 25. Man, time sure time sure flows, doesn't it? Yeah, I was. I I definitely was twenty five because my twenty fifth birthday was when we went go karting, and then I went to AC, and then the next day they moved me into this house because my uncle forgot that my birthday was the day before, and he was the one who decided what day to move me into this house. <laughs> it was. I literally moved in the day after I turned twenty five. Hey man, at least you were able to rent a car if you needed to. <laughs> oh yeah, no yeah, and then he gave me shit. Here's here's the most ridiculous thing. Uh, I because my birthday was the day before. Like, I, I didn't pack up my clothes or anything because I was still wearing my clothes up until I moved. And I was just moving from my parents' house to my grandparents' house, which wasn't far. So, like, I loaded up all of my manga, all of my figures, all of my, like, games and things like that. And, and just a bunch of boxes to move over here so that I, then I could set up my, my, my bedroom. Um, and I move over, I, I bring all that stuff and my, we start to unload it out of my car. And my uncle's like, What's all this? I'm like, well, this is all my stuff. He's like, where's your clothes? Where's your dress? I'm like, I'm not using a dresser because he has two dressers in that room. 
And he's like, oh, you, you, you go for moving and we're moving all your toys and stuff? I'm like, my birthday was yesterday and I needed my clothes. I can just bring clothes and trash bags for the next day. It doesn't matter. Why are you giving me shit for you planning to move me? Because it's inconvenient for you to move me any other day. The day after my birthday. It's like, oh, it was your birthday yesterday. Yeah, my family's great. I was going to say, you're, every time you talk about your uncle, he sounds like a real asshole. Oh, he's, he's such a cheap asshole that only cares about himself. He tries to make it seem like he cares about everyone else, but he really only cares about himself. Yeah, sounds like a jerk. Um, yeah. Anyway, you guys want to talk a little bit about this book? Sure. Sure. Drew, what's this, what's this book about? I mean, it's about uh, Ray Dittinger's life in Philadelphia and in sports and everything else, honestly. And what's it called? Uh, finished business. It's called finished business. You should explain to the listener who Ray Dittinger is, if we haven't already. So Ray Dittinger is probably like the. I mean, he's definitely currently the like longest running Philadelphia sports journalist. Although he's pretty well retired from everything, he retired from WIP like a year ago, but still shows up almost every other week it seems uh he can't actually stay retired but uh yeah he covered the eagles for like 50 years before he retired and has covered uh all sorts of other sports as he goes through in these first nine chapters yeah he was he was in print media from 20 from 1960 69 was his first job. Yeah, 1969 up until about 2009, 2015, somewhere around there. Can't 100% remember. And then moved over to like TV and radio, if I remember correctly, uh, what it said in the book. Yeah, it looks like in the, in the mid-2000s, he started working for with NFL films more than writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I saw on... Um, I, I went through the pictures that are in the, the middle part of the book after Chapter 9. And there's a picture of him with whoever he hosted the WIP show with. And it says that they did that show for almost 20 years. So I'm assuming he started doing radio in either the late 90s or early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Which, like, damn, that's a that's a hell of a career. Yeah. And, and, like, I had no idea who this guy was. Like, I have never heard that name before in my life. Um, But I also... I never read, like, the sports page. I never really read the newspaper, let alone the sports page, and I never listened to WIP. Mm-hmm. So, like, the names that I would have recognized would have been, like, the people, like, actually on, like, um like Fox Sports during, like, like the um, halftime on the Eagles games and stuff like that. Right. Like, basically all the ex-football players that, that talked about the games on Fox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, yeah, this guy, no fucking clue who he was. But what a fucking, like, career. Yeah. <laughs> like, getting... Getting the Eagles beat. I mean, and to be fair, like like from what this book goes into describing, covering the Eagles in 1970 wasn't very glamorous because they sucked and apparently were, excuse me, a lot of assholes. Yeah, they were. So, well, it seemed like the Eagles weren't that bad. Oh, no, it was the Phillies that yeah, were the, the Phillies assholes. Phillies were assholes. Uh, but still, like, cover, get, being the kid that gets stuck covering the losing team, um, yeah. like, but at the same time, like Philly's a huge football town and always has been. Mm-hmm. So still getting getting that job as a fan basically a year after you graduated college or two years after you graduated college, that's that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And being like 20 years younger than everyone else that's covering them at that point or whatever it was he said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's like fucking good for him. And like it like he held it at that one newspaper, I think, for 
more than a decade, if mm-hmm. I remember like the timeline right. Yeah, it sounds about right. Because he went from that from the bulletin to like the Daily News or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that that is just that's impressive. Rich, what what did you think since you uh, you you weren't it, the other day you had mentioned that or last week I think it was that like reading like a nonfiction like this was was a little bit of a struggle for you. I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't gotten it, gotten through the first nine chapters. I'm just got to chapter seven today. What a I, slacker! Th- I I I am incredibly bored, and it has taken me about six and a half to seven hours to get to chapter seven. This is the most boring thing I've ever had to do besides school. Really? Yeah, I don't care. Here's the thing about this. This is a memoir. This isn't a book. This isn't a story. This is a memoir. It's it's so most of the book is him talking about what is is the equivalent of hearing somebody talk about their friends and having zero reference to their friends and having zero reference to this person. And that's that's where it is with me. It's like he's saying all of these names. Every chapter has if we're putting it in book standards and story standards, every chapter has 10 new characters, but none of the characters really actually matter. And he'll he'll list off a list of of sports guys that have these stats. And like I'm I'm happy for him that he is so happy about this stuff, but I I don't care. See, that's funny like like I don't I don't know who any of these people are or care either, but like I find it fascinating. I uh, honestly, if this were a, a, a docu-series, if this were a podcast, maybe I'd be a little bit more interested in paying attention to it. But because I'm just, because I'm reading it, and I have to actively read it, and I can't be doing something else with it on in the background, I uh, I am bored reading this. This is not entertainment. To me. And so it, it's not interesting to me, and it's not entertainment. To me. Because also... Up until chapter seven, it has all taken place before I was even born. So it's like I've I this isn't even stuff I've experienced, with the exception of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, which I, he touched on at the very beginning of the book before even chapter one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like with the exception of that, like I've I've not experienced any of this. So again, like it's something I don't really have a frame of reference for, and because I don't don't care about who he is because I never read any of his columns. I've never listened to anything. None of this matters to me. All of these names, like, it wasn't until he, he was talking about the Eagles uh, uh, and, and and what's his name? Um, Vince Papali that I was like, oh, a name I know. And then he mentioned, like, Bernie Perrant. I'm like, oh, a name I know. And that that's about it. Like, I just got through the chapter where he's talking about the Olympics. And I was just like, I don't care. Who cares about the Olympics? Like, a lot of may- people do. Maybe back in 1980 and 1984. And look, I actually enjoy watching the Olympics today. Like, if it were to happen, we're supposed to get Olympics next year. Mm-hmm. If it were to happen next year, God forbid COVID doesn't go on a rise again and, and, and we, we don't have, and there's not another break in the Olympics. If the Olympics were to happen next year, I'd be interested in watching some of it or at least keeping up with the scores and things like that. But I don't know who any of these people are, and I'm not going to follow up on who any of these people are. I like watching the sport, but I don't like hearing about the sport. See, it's funny. I am the absolute opposite. I don't want to watch a football game. I think football is just abysmally fucking boring. Um, but I find like stuff like this like fascinating. The same way like um the what I forget the name of it that F1 series we watched through. Uh, Drive to Survive. 
Yeah, the same way, like, I tried watching the F1 race after that, because I'm like, oh, this stuff's all very interesting. And, like, the race was just fucking d- exhaustingly boring. Mm-hmm. Um, this this but, season like, has been particularly bad for F1. It's just been Max Verstappen winning everything, and almost nothing happening. Yeah, but, like, yeah, like, when you get into, like, the history and all that stuff, like, I think that stuff's all just fascinating. And, and like, I'm in the same boat as you, Rich. Um, like, I, this stuff was all before I was born, and I don't really have much reference for it. I I recognize, I think, more names than it sounds like you may have. Like, a lot of, like, the Philly stuff they were mentioning, like, I recognize, like, I know who Pete Rose was. Um, I know who I know who Dick Vermeil was, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did not know um, Papel or Papel, however you say his name. Papel. Yeah. You don't remember the like, Mark Wahlberg movie? Never saw it. Fa- Same mean, thing, I never saw, I never saw Miracle either. So it wasn't until, so as he was explaining that, I'm like, Oh, I wonder if this was, I wonder if the movie Invincible was based on this. I'm like, I don't know if that was based in Philadelphia though, so I'm not really sure if like, it's just like one of those underdog, like, started a football career later in life, like, um, like the Tony Danza movie, oh. the, um, garbage picking, field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, for, for whatever reason, like, all, all the his- history stuff and him being like, yeah, like, I met like such and such and he was a real piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I think it's fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, Richie, in fairness, how you feel about reading this nonfiction is how I felt reading fucking Jurassic Park. I got so fucking bored with that book. I'm like, yeah, this, it's like the opposite. It's like all this shit is fake, so I don't care. Whereas for me, but, this book is all the shit was real, so it's interesting. But yeah, I just I don't I don't get the fact that this like to, it's not that this is real that I'm in. I'm just uninterested in the subject matter. I am just completely disinterested in the subject matter of sports history. I've never cared about sports statistics. It's one of the reasons why I'm pretty bad at fantasy football, even though I won once and usually am pretty good at it. I don't care about this. You stuff. just contradict just... yourself very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, no, one like, of the reasons like, I'm not very good at fantasy football, but I won once and I'm usually pretty good at it. <laughs> I've I've never I've never been at the bottom. I've never been in the toilet bowl. I've okay. always been mid to high grade. I've been in the playoffs multiple times. Like, but I don't care about the stats. I don't pay attention to the stats. I just pay attention to the predicted number of to the prediction numbers, and I'll read up a little bit about each player that may be questionable. And that's all. Like, I'm not. I I I don't even. It's like the same with tech. I can't read about tech and understand tech and what it is. I don't care about that stuff. I want a story, and that's that's what like kind of blows my mind about between this and Jurassic Park is like that's a story. Like they're they're telling you a story. They're 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 giving you like it, it, it's fake. Yes, it's non. It, it's 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 fiction. It's fake. It's a story. It's entertainment purposes is what it is. Like when you give me something like this, this is a history book. I've, I I don't care about history. I I feel, but I mean, yes, it's about historical things that happened, but it's not like. It's not literally just listing facts. It, it it's not a history textbook. It's, it it's, is it's, that, again, it's his it's, stories about the people he yeah. met and the people it, like that. Yeah, it's you're it's got him to where he you're, is. You're you're right. It's his stories. It's his experiences with these people. But and I say this in 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 no negative tone. Who the fuck is he? Like to me, he's nobody. And to me, all of these people he's talking about are nobody. If you were to have me read a memoir from a comedian that I'd say, like, we, I, I had made the suggestion of, uh, Sonam of Sessine's book, 
uh, the world's worst assistant. Who? Who she's the assistant. She's <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who to, that is. <laughs> she's the assistant to Conan O'Brien, and she's she's on his podcast, and she's been on his show a bunch of times. She's been working with him for uh, pretty much forever. Like, she wrote a book about being his assistant. Like, that's like a memoir of her being his assistant and all the stories, but like, between him and her and meeting the celebrities and all, all their interactions. I'm like, I love Conan. I like her. I like comedians. Like, this will be something that I'm probably more interested in. I've read a fucking poetry book from Bo, Bur- Bo Burnham, wrote a poetry book, and I bought it and read it. I read every fucking poem in that thing. That thing was great. But you give me a book about someone I have I don't care about, about a subject that I don't care to learn the history of, and I sit here and I'm just like this 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 is not entertainment to me. This it's is almost the- like people have different tastes. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like all <laughs> art is subjective. Um, you know what though, Rich? And like this is this is my like my opinion. So like, do not take offense to it. I based on things that you've said in the past. I don't think you'd actually even enjoy, like, a memoir from somebody that, like, you know, like, a comedian. I don't think, you, I like, I just think that sort of medium is just not a thing that's going to get you. I think you might find it easier to read and connect with than something like this where you are completely disconnected from it. Like, you don't even have a reference point to kind of, like, lock onto. Like, yeah. Drew, you probably recognize 90% of the names this guy is mentioning. Oh, and I mean, I listen to his show with Glenn Mack now almost every week. Like, I can, re- I am reading this book in his voice. <laughs> right. So, like, for you, like, it's it's totally different. Like, like you have a connection to all of this. Like, mm-hmm. you know the player he's talking about. You know him. Like, yeah. th- there's a thing there. But, Rich, I just think because of things that you said about other sort of, like, non-fiction-y stuff in the past... I I feel like even something from like a a person you're a fan of just might not click with you. Like I think no, you I'd, still might like come away from it as like just not being for you. Mm-hmm. That's pr- that's probably a hundred percent true. It's probably probably true. I I won't. You never know until you try. And it's when it comes to trying to read this book, it is it it it, it was hard for me to start when I started. Like, I can get into a rhythm, but it still takes an hour per chapter. And they're not long chapters. It still takes about an hour per chapter to read this book because I am disinterested. And, like, I'll get through a page or two and three, and then I'll be checking the page number because I'm just bored. And I'm like, how much longer? How much longer? How much longer? Like, I, and, like, sometimes there, there are a few chapters, there's like one or two chapters that have the breaks in between the chapters. I'm like, all right, I'm done for 10 minutes. Like I need that break because I just I'm bored. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I have. You, you guys are very opposite. Uh, yeah, with that, like, mm-hmm. like you're literally the polar opposites here. Of Rich, you want a, I'm not not that's like not always a fictional story, but like you want fiction. You want something with a climax and like rising action and like like all the all the telltale bits of a proper like um story structure, like beginning, middle, end. You want characters to follow. You you want something to connect with. And Drew wants something that is real, and yeah. preferably that you have like a like an interest in. But like you just you want something real that you can associate with the things that that you enjoy, like mm-hmm. on a daily, like like sports. Yeah, I mean, like Which, to, to me, the feeling of real, like the there needs to be a feeling of there being real stakes involved, and 
like fiction basically there is no nothing but, real at, the, on the, the line i disagree fiction there all right fiction there are stakes involved for that character there are stakes involved but they're not real is what he's saying it's not right. that they don't exist it's just he's looking for for things that had a real world impact even if it's not like a like an earth shattering like like dinosaurs <laughs> were recreated impact like all the stuff in this book like the chapter about the um the eagles getting to the super bowl um in in the was that the the late 70s or early 80s uh, it was 1980 so so th- okay. that chapter is like the late 70s leading up to 1980 season yeah so like that over. that whole instance there had a real world impact like dick Vermill left after like uh, like two seasons later or something mm-hmm. like that like like that impacted that team in a huge way for more over a decade afterwards like the team mm-hmm. fell apart and like that really happened in real life yeah but what, what i'm saying is i don't understand like you you sit here and you look at any sort of fictional material and you say this doesn't have re- real world implications sure but whatever happens has real world implications for the story for that world it might not be our world, but it's their world that these have implications. And you can't you can't enjoy the fact that their world may change, even though our world has no effect on it. Like that's what I don't get. Well, the problem is most times I've seen the the stories told in most fiction are essentially the same over and over and over again. And like, yes, obviously there are real world, there are real stakes for the characters involved, but most fiction, and to me, does a real shit job about making it fucking matter. Like, like I mean, let's take Jurassic Park and the first Last of Us game. Like Jurassic Park, fucking, I it, almost nothing really fe- feels like it matters to those characters. The The Last of Us boom immediately you feel for joel like they make you feel for that character and understand why he is the way he is jurassic park kind of like it's just like oh character oh thing happened to him ah whatever but are are you talking jurassic park the movie or jurassic park the book both because both i i disagree with the book i like you you understood more about the character because you got more in the character's head somewhat but like some of they, them, yes. Others, no. And it's like, okay, great. Whoop de doo. Malcolm died. <laughs> like Malcolm dies to, off screen. Like, good job. Way to make that he character doesn't, important. He doesn't. He doesn't. The Lost World says he's well, back alive. Well, yeah, but that's not in that book. Like I know <laughs> that. But that also, wasn't supposed also, to happen. <laughs> even even if if that's the case, that makes the first book suck more. It's like okay, you now even took anything away from that character development in the first place, and it's like oh well, fucking it didn't fucking matter apparently then. <laughs> yeah, and Rich, I do understand. Like I understand like your mentality for it because like I like fiction. Like I prefer fiction over over nonfiction one hundred percent. Like. I like getting invested in something that isn't real, that, like, doesn't have real-world stakes, because when something does go wrong, like, nothing really went wrong, if that makes sense. Like, if I'm reading a book and, like, like the main character's best friend dies, like, yes, that'll be sad if if that character's been around for, like, the entire book or multiple books, like, it, it might hit harder than, than not, mm-hmm. but, like, at the end of the day, the book's gonna end and, like, nobody really died. And, like, I could start the book over, and that character's alive again. 
whereas like in in nonfiction you run into like um uh in chapter nine they're talking about um that former um Eagles owner. Leonard that Tose. basically like Yeah, that like seemed like, you know, was like was not a terrible person the way like some of these rich guys could be. Like mm-hmm. he he's the reason the Ronald McDonald house exists. Uh, yeah. Um but also but, like, gambled away all his fucking millions of dollars and wound up a broke destitute man being supported by dick vermeil exactly exactly so like he had that happen and then like basically like he died in hospice care um in like his early 80s Mm -hmm. um and like spent his spent the last few years of his life basically trying to connect with people that wouldn't even return his calls other than than um didinger Mm -hmm. and it's like see that's like real world sad and like that makes you feel but like when you finish that chapter and it moves on to something else it's like that still really happened. Like yeah. you can go back to the beginning of the chapter, but like that guy is still really dead in the real world. And like, that's not, that is not always the, the sensation you want. Sometimes you just want to know that like, you know, John Hammond dies at the, the, I mean, Jurassic park spoilers, like John Hammond dies at the end of Jurassic park and he kind of fucking deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like John Hammond in the book is a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but to, to counter that, you're like, yeah, no one actually died, but in and yeah, you can read the book and and everyone's back alive when you start reading it. But people in the book in that world, these people actually died. But that world like, doesn't exist. It's not but real. It, but it's in your head. It does exist. It, like it as doesn't. you're reading it, it exists. As you're as the book, it, the world exists in the book. That is not how I imbibe fiction. Same. The, that is that I. The world exists in the book. So whatever happens in the book happens in that world. That it doesn't really happen in real life, but that's fiction. That's what it is. It's not real life. It's made up. It's a story. Look, like I do not fault you for that cuz I've heard other people say that. Like that is a very like le- like that is a legit way to like feel about stuff. That's just not how I personally think about stories. Yeah. But then same. To- to counter with reading like a memoir it's something that actually happened you're right it's real world sad it's sad that this guy died alone in hospice care with no money because he fucked up his life but do i really want to read about how a dude fucked up his life in real life no that's fucking sad and terrible and i hate it i don't want to read about that this world is already shitty enough as it is i mean i guess i don't you know i don't understand why it's different than a, a, a made-up character that was a shitty because, gambling asshole because and died alone. Like Because I'm not in this world. Yeah. I'm not reminded how bad this world is by reading a book about a different fictional world. Uh, well, you know, actually, here, that's what I'll say. I, I like, find... This is a level of... A, it's a level of escape, is what it is. Escapism. Yeah. Well, and actually, that's literally what I was, I, I was about to say. I don't... Uh, my brain does not understand escapism like i never ever am like in a piece of involved in any piece of fiction and like can be like oh brains off of the real world things this is the only the thing i'm in in taking is the only lose yourself in things yeah no like i can't be like oh that's the world that is the only world that there is like that does not make sense to my brain but that's, that's, I mean, that's not how it is. Like, that's not escapism to me. Like, to me, it's, like, I know my world exists, and I know my world sucks. I'm going to dive into this one. I'm going to read about this one. 
I'm going to learn about this one, and I'm going to get the stories from this one. I know everything sucks, and I don't want to be reminded that everything sucks by reading a book where it's told to you that everything sucks. I want to read a different book about a different world where, where yes, everything sucks. Suck, <laughs> but it doesn't suck because of real-world implications. It sucks because of space Nazis instead of real-life Nazis. In, and you know, like, especially because you just brought up, like, historical stuff. I think, I think with nonfiction in particular, there is sort of a... There's sort of like a, like a line in there where, depending on how shitty something is, it gives you that perspective of like this is really shitty, but like we've improved. Like mm-hmm. things are still shitty, but they're not as shitty. Um, right. So I just read this book. Um, it it was oh shit. What was it called? Um, the woman they could not silence, and it's about a woman um, named Elizabeth um, from the 1860s. Okay, that. Her husband was like a pastor or something like that. Like he, 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 church sermon sort of stuff. Right. And his church was doing some stuff that like the wife didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. So she like split from her husband's church and like went to a different one. Huh. And her husband being like the pastor and also being just a real piece of shit, um, had her committed to an insane asylum. The checks out um, for the 1800s. Exactly. And, and like the book goes on to, ex- and, the book is both like research, but also like these people left behind like journals and and stuff like that, so they have actual record of like what went on. Uh huh. Um, back then, like literally, a husband could just commit their their wife for no reason. Oh, for they can sure. just they can just take her to a hospital and be like, I think she's crazy. Yep. And they will they will commit her for as long as as they see fit. Um, and like. In this case, like all he had to do was have two people sign a piece of paper that also said she was crazy, mm-hmm. and he just had two two people from his church sign it. Yep. Like, and she spent three years in the asylum, um, being mistreated, but like literally never losing her like drive to get out of there and get back to her family. Um, like her children, not her husband. He was a piece of shit. Yeah. And like, unfortunately, because of that that time period, like she was she was making a lot of assumptions on things, like. That the doctor actually wanted to help her. The doctor was a piece of shit too. Um, and like it got to the point where like when she did get out like three or four years later, um, she had to basically take her husband to court and get put on trial to prove that she was not insane. Mm-hmm. And like they had like a long drawn out trial where eventually it was found that she was not insane and could not be recommitted. Because that's what mm-hmm. the husband wanted to do. Like the husband just wanted, he basically let her come home so that... and. And gave her, like, a strict, like, here's the only things you can do. You can't do any of the things you want to do, and you have to stay in this room all the time. Uh-huh. Assuming that, like, she would then, like, talk back or leave the room or, or do something that he could then be like, see, she's still unstable. Right. Like, she has to go She has to go back into the asylum. Like, she's she's still crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it, it was, the whole book was that. Um, And it, it, most of the book runs over, like, a decade or so. Um, but like she spent most of her life actually like, and she was in her forties when this initially happened. Oh, wow. She spent like, yeah, she spent the remainder of her life, both like raising her children that like weren't already grown basically Mm -hmm. and, um, advocating for, um, mental health rights in asylums Okay, because of just, because of how people could just be committed with no, no like trial or proof or anything like that. Right. And you see stuff like that and then you, you, you jump ahead to today and like, Yes, today still sucks. There is still so much bullshit in the world, but at least we're better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, 
so like a very long-winded explanation like i look at stuff like that as yeah that's still real world and like that sucks but at least it's you're able to appreciate like our today better Mm -hmm. but i do get rich like like you're thinking of if you're reading something that's more um more modern day and it's just all negative all the time you're not getting away from the negative of our world. You're just kind of having it dumped more and more on top of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that can be a bummer. But if you're reading, like, a book where there's just a lot of bad shit happening, but at the end of the day, like, the heroes, like, survive and come out on top, like, even if it's a real-world aesthetic, like, it, it impacts you differently. Because you get you get that the hero wins at the end feeling. Yeah. Like... And, like, like to, to go back to our book, like, this whole book isn't about like bad shit. This whole book isn't oh, no, about like no. a downer or anything like that. Like it's specifically, I guess, that one chapter that I haven't gotten to yet. Uh, I might be the chapter I'm on. I can't. I'm no, on chapter it's, seven. It's, that was chapter nine. Yeah. Okay. And, and, there, and even honestly, that chapter for the most part is not like a downer. Like it's you know, it, I mean, he has kind of a a little bit of a chaotic relationship with the Eagles owner. But he also, you know, like Cobb said, this dude started the Ronald McDonald house. He gave a lot of his money to charity as well. But, you know, mm-hmm. he was eccentric yeah, like rich guy. Yeah, there was something he said um, the, that that Didinger said in the book where, because like, he basically goes on like, he, he wrote some pretty scathing articles um, shortly before the guy lost the ownership of the Eagles because he was trying to sell it that and the sale would have actually moved them out of Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, Could you imagine like a, the Eagles not existing, like or at least not existing as happened. a Philadelphia team? Yeah. Um. But the, he go like after he kind of goes through all that, he's like, but like he wasn't a bad person. Like mm-hmm. he like he 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 donated a lot of money to Chop so that they yeah. opened like a new wing for like childhood cancer research. He opened the first Ronald McDonald House. And, um, he funded, um, one of the, the Philadelphia area schools, um, sports program mm-hmm. when he, like, he just happened to hear that, like, they had to, they had to drop their sports program because they didn't have funding. So he just paid for it himself. Yeah. And I think there was also something where he, uh, one of the other things they said was, um, he, he saw like a story about like a little girl who couldn't get to piano practice because like, a, like a septa strike or something right. like that. Um, so he literally just bought her a piano so she could practice at home. Yeah. Like, just a total stranger, but, like, a little girl that was apparently very talented at piano. He's like, pianos aren't that expensive. Here's a piano. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so, like, it it does at least balance, like, the good with the bad. I think in that chapter in particular, the bad stands out, though, because you see, like, kind of what his life ended up after being, like, you know, he, he had a football team go to the Super Bowl. They might have lost, but, like, they got there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like... Not every football team gets to the Super Bowl ever, let alone more than once like the Eagles have. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, really, like, the only other, like, negative chapter, I think, would be the um, the NCAA championship one. Yeah. Which might be the one before that. I think so. So, Rich, that's probably one other one you just haven't gotten to yet where it's not even, like, negative negative. It's just, um, it's also maybe the shortest chapter because chapter eight is only, like, three pages. Yeah, it's on the um, the NBA, the NCAA championship game one year was supposed to be held in Philadelphia. It was held in Philadelphia. And it was the year that Reagan was shot. And the NCAA refused to cancel or postpone the game. Mm-hmm. Like, they still had the game go on um, while the president w- was, like, b- 
basically like on the brink of like maybe living, maybe dying. Yeah. And um, Didinger was did, like like the story was basically that like did, Didinger wasn't okay with it and he left. Like mm. he he was really excited to cover that game and then just it didn't sit well with him, so like he left. He he got permission to go back and write an article on why he left instead of write an article on the game itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, while that's, it's a downer, it's also, it's powerful because that's a thing that really happened. And you have this guy who like stood up for like what he thought was right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I like the, I actually like the book a lot. I, d- I didn't think I was going to just because like the sports angle. I just, it was one of those like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to care about a dude just talking about writing about sports, but it, en- it turned out it, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. Like a surprising yeah. amount. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's less about his about writing about sports versus being about the people he wrote about in sports or the things he the events that happened around him writing things about sports. Yeah, yeah, that's that is that's a good way to put it because I know um I was even just surprised by how much kind of not eagles I guess you could say is in there like having like entire chapter devoted to the broad street bullies Mm -hmm. and like chapters about the Phillies and, but, and like, I get it. Like, like they had very prominent, um, runs in that era. So like, it makes sense that working for major newspapers, he was also covering and involved in that stuff because he was also a fan of it. Yeah. But you know, getting that, getting that history of the broad street bullies and like, I didn't, I didn't realize kind of like how early, um, uh, Bernie had to retire mm-hmm. from getting hit in the eye. Like for some reason in my head, I always thought that was later in his career, but like it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was only like two years after the Stanley Cup win. Yeah, or was it the year after? Or maybe it was the year after, but not long after winning the Stanley Cups. Yeah, sure. like like I think it was the year after. Yeah. yeah, like stuff like that, or even like like the Philly stuff, like like all like I knew about the Rose stuff for the most part. Like I under like. I actually didn't realize that, like, they had, like, vetted him, but, but then, like, said that they weren't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I knew that they signed him. I knew that, like, he was a big part of how the Phillies won the World Series in 80 and all that. And, like, I knew about, like, his gambling issues and the fact that he was banned from the uh, the Hall of Fame and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, so it was interesting to kind of, like, have that dissected a little bit more and, and hear stuff that I didn't know. Yeah, like, I didn't know that team was essentially all assholes to the media, except for Pete Rose. Like, it was like, oh, no, we don't like talking to you. And then Pete Rose gets there. He's like, ah, come on, I'll talk to you. What do we do? I got, I'm not doing anything. Let's talk right now. Let's go. Yeah, because that, that is basically what happened, right? Like, he walked up to him to introduce himself and be like, hey, like, I have to do an interview with you at some point. And he's just like, cool, sit down, grab yeah. some breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like, let's chat. Yeah. Which, you know, that's that's kind of cool. I also didn't know the Eagles had, like, a player that was literally just, like, a crazy man. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't know really about that dude until having read this book. I forget like, that he, guy's name, but the the yeah. dude from Southern, I think he was, went to USC and just did all yeah, ridiculous like, shit. Yeah, like, used to go oh, to parties the, and set himself on fire yeah, at the door. The guy mm-hmm. who set his shirt on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Ate glass, yeah. like... We, uh, we had people who did that when I worked at McDonald's. Eat glass or set themselves on fire. Set themselves on fire. Sounds about they, right. Rob Vogel. They would. They, no, I didn't work with him at McDonald's. Uh, they would get. <laughs> but, they would get hand sanitizer, put it on their apron, and then take a lighter and light that and walk around with their. Oh, that's apron. child's play. 
Yeah, I know. It's not like making napalm. It's not. It's nothing like that. Or or dousing somebody in 151, lighting it, and then them diving into a pool off of a, a two-story deck. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like... I, I hope to maybe find some joy in reading some chapters in this book. I'm going to do my damnedest to finish it. Um, even if I have to do a chapter a day from here till the end of the month, uh, I'm I'm going to try to finish it. I, that I is hope basically ma- what I did. I did like a chapter a day for for like, I, I got chapter nine done yesterday. So like I, I basically counted it. I'm like, nine days prior, I will do a chapter a day. This way I don't get burned out on it or anything. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe if he talks about the 08... Phillies, I'll be a little bit more interested in that chapter. Maybe uh, if he spends another chapter, because I think he ha- he has a chapter called the Philly Special, which I'm assuming is more about the uh, the the Eagles win. Maybe I'll be more interested in that chapter. But like, I, I, I I'm I'm gonna try to finish it. I I'm but I'm gonna be honest. I can't make any promises. I'm gonna. You've got I'm, 14 I'm, days. So if you just read like. A little more than half a chapter a day for the next 14 days, you've got it. I mean, I'm going to finish a chapter each day. It's <laughs> Well, it's, then in that I've case, got, you can do I've like got... every other day, except for like two. You just have to read two days in a row. Like, I literally have 13 chapters left. Seven, eight, nine. Uh, yeah, I have 13 chapters. More than half the book left. I'm going to try to finish it, but I'm just like... You can do it. I, It'll be fine. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a struggle. It, like, it is, it, it brings me back to, like pseudo forced reading especially like history reading in in school well at at least one of us now knows how drew feels with us making making him watch dozens of movies he fucking hated (laughs) but but the thing is i don't i don't understand that because those movies were only capped at three hours no no no. i I, like not i've read the first one single movie two hours so like you know i'll probably read it took me much longer than that i'll probably read the last four or the last nine in two and a half hours or so but yeah rich i didn't just to be clear i did not mean that like 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 time limit wise i meant like quantity wise like dozens of movies he put up with <laughs> literally almost was like i'm fucking done ever watching the movie again at one point <laughs> I, I literally said it to we, did i say we had a stretch you, where they were <laughs> you did and it was it was it was a while ago it was after that stretch where we it was after and, like, fucking uh, the stupid Daniel Radcliffe dead movie that I can't remember. Yeah, like, what it was R- Richie and I, like, we definitely had for a little while there gone back and forth with, like, we weren't intentionally picking bad movies, bad movies, but, like, we were picking movies that weren't exactly, like, the cream of the crop. They were, like, usually ones that, like, just had, like, they sounded like they could have been interesting. And, you know, I'd say maybe, like, 50 50 they were. <laughs> At least, at least for him and I, who who like enjoy like fiction, for you it was all just fucking torture, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, we I don't know why we did that because like we were hurting ourselves too in some cases. Yeah, <laughs> those we, movies were we, fucking bad. <laughs> no, we didn't know they were bad going into. Oh, you we all fucking knew Silent Hill was bad. Fuck yeah, off! Yeah, no, that yeah, rich. To be fair, like, like I picked Silent Hill, and I knew it wasn't a good movie, but it was one of those like, it's not as bad as I remember it. Like, it'll probably be fine. No, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. Look, it was fine. No, it wasn't shit. It wasn't hot garbage. It's not as bad as you're making it out to be, Drew. That's fucking awful. Yeah, I, I did not enjoy fucking Silent Hill, but it, it, I, it wasn't the worst movie we watched. I'll, I'll give it that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm real quick looking at, like, just some of the stuff. Like, 
Like I, Rich, I think you liked that um, Swiss Army Man movie, right? I I didn't hate it. I just was. It made me uncomfortable in scenes, and it was I I was the one who chose that because I was very interested in it originally. Um, and like I I didn't hate it, but I also understand not liking it because there were some very uncomfortable scenes in that movie and not good scenes. I get it. Right. I do think that was the movie out of everything we watched was like one of the ones you've liked the least. At least of the stuff that that um that he picked himself cuz I know there were a few things that I picked that neither of you guys really liked but Rich you were just a little more um uh what's the word I'm looking for like generous about them. I don't do we have a list of all the book club stuff? So I'm I'm looking at it now like I have to update it cuz it has I haven't updated it since Renfield which was back I mean, over the was, summer. I think it was Renfield and then uh boss level and then we stopped. Yeah, you know, that's right. right. So I, so I, I might just was... be like one off of like movies that well, we watched and then then you, the books. Did you share the list with us? Yeah. Yeah, it's on that spreadsheet where we used to add everything. So like why is the top of this? Oh, for some reason it's like oddly like skewed down. Hang on a second. I'm fixing it real quick now. But yeah, like I feel like like I, I... the first like dozen things were actually not bad because we were kind of like we were picking weird stuff. But even like like I hated Top Gear, but like it had its moments. Mhm. And like Rich, you fucking despised Mario Party Party. <laughs> I was I I I hate those guys. Is what it is. Yeah. I hate those guys. Where and whereas like like Gamera, yeah, Gamera, like I that that may have been the thing I liked the least that we've watched. Wow, really? I think I I think I may have liked um, Swiss Army Man a little bit more. But like I've I've also just come to the the like exception. I don't like kaiju stuff at all. I don't. I just don't. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't think Gamera was particularly good, but it was inoffensive and at times silly. Whereas, like, I thought Swiss Army Man was never funny and never interesting and sometimes outright offensive. You know what? Like, you're right, but I feel like I was just a little bit more like something good has to happen in this movie. Whereas, like, with Gamera, I was just very much, yeah, no, this is all sorts of bad. Yeah, um, no, it's fair. I, honestly, the the more I think about it, I think, and not not just Gamera. I think part of, like that. I think that's part of why, like, I think Attack on Titan is garbage too. Like, I don't like the whole giant monster thing. It's just not fun. Yeah, or entertaining for me, I should say, because I I hated the Pacific Rim movie also. And I believe Rich, you, you're a fan of that one. I think, right? I like Pacific Rim. The first okay, one I was th- really good. Like, I thought so, but I could not remember a hundred percent. The first one was really good. The second one was fine. Um, but like, it took me yeah. forever to actually watch that. But like, we watched some solid stuff. We watched the 2015 Fantastic Four. <laughs> well, see, that's that's what happened, and I don't know why we went back to back to back like that. But we went Gamera, Silent Hill, Fantastic Four. Um, that was a bad, a bad fucking stretch. Sure, fucking I, was. I, I think, I think, I don't. I, I, I chose Fantastic Four just because I had never seen it, and I. Didn't think it, I, I think it was the same reason as to why you chose Silent Hill. Like I was like, there's no no way it was that bad. Let's watch it. I'd never Silent, seen it before. Let's watch it. Silent Hill may have just been like a. I had a list of um video game movies that I was picking mm-hmm. from occasionally. It's the same way that like I ended up with Uncharted. Yeah, but um, I mean, honestly, I was it's just I was just always picking movies that I have always I always wanted to watch but never did. Right, it's, and like sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Like yeah. I think like um like Ip Man, 
Um, I Drew, did you like it, man? It was all right. I didn't hate yeah, it. Yeah, like, I was in a similar boat. Like, it, it wasn't as, like, predictable as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a movie that, like, I necessarily want to watch again or, like, watch the sequels to for, like, just to, to see them. Right. But, like, I found it entertaining. Like, it, it was a well-done movie, mm-hmm. like, for what it was. Yeah. And then, like, we watched the Paddington movies. The, the, the pinnacle of cinema. I mean, I don't know that I'll go that far, but those were very good. I mean, They're incredibly well-done kids' movies. Yeah, they they really are. But yeah, like I we, re- I don't remember having to watch the Chris Benoit thing. We didn't. We didn't. The, is that on here on still? Here. The, uh, oh no, that so that was at one to be, point. Yeah, was I was watched wrestling AEW. Yeah, so at one point I was going in and we were throwing out ideas. And I was just listing all the ideas, and then I was dating them right. at like when we watched them. Um, okay. And we ended up doing most of them, but we skipped the dark side of the ring. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Drew actually, yeah, Drew picked the AEW all out instead, and then we just never went back to that dark side of the ring. Yeah, generally, if you look at the um, the last column, um, it's got the date that the episode was from, except for those last three that I didn't do, apparently. Yeah. Oh, no, there's nothing there. I just put our names there, so I knew the rotation. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I think for the most part, like we definitely have not picked all good things, but I think like there's been enough like decent things kind of throughout it. Yeah. I mean, like when I went through and rated every movie we watched, you know, the majority of them, like I I didn't hate, but the ones I hated, holy fucking shit that I hate. They (laughs) they almost ruined wanting to ever watch a movie. Seriously. Like. (laughs) Well, yeah, but like there was there was stuff that like I like while I I know Rich you go back and listen to them regularly like I would never listen to those two podcasts again but they were actually very well done like yeah. I thought I like I did enjoy both of those mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. not like I'm not a, a redo stuff like like that um yeah, it's it's been it's been a while since I listened to those so I might have to listen to- and like I said it before but like that the the drive to survive that was fascinating like I thought that was actually really interesting yeah. I it does not translate series... to liking F1, I, f- I figured out. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's actually a series that, like, I've thought about going and watching more of just because it, it was so well done and interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the concept behind F1 is interesting, just not the races themselves. Right. Again, you're more interested in the people, not the sport. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which kind of goes to the, the book of, like, eh, the sports don't super care, but hearing about all these people and what happened to them kind of interesting yeah see, yeah exactly and see, like, whereas I, like i like in reading this book to when we watched the 2001 lacrosse championship i i was bored watching the lacrosse championship because i knew nothing of the history of the team that year i didn't know that the team was an underdog i didn't know or or if the team was an underdog i think they were i can't remember like i watched that and I was kind of watching it begrudgingly because I had zero interest in watching that. Let me tell you about watching basically the last fifteen movies we watched. <laughs> Pretty Yo, much begrudgingly. Face off, face off, top tier cinema. Oh, listen, I'm not going to say that I didn't wind up liking some of the things we watched, but boy, was <laughs> I fucking watching them begrudgingly. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like that. There were plenty of things. There were even some things that I picked that I'm like. Man, I don't really want to watch this, but I guess we're going to watch this. Like, I like the the Mission Impossible movies. I, I didn't really want to watch Mission Impossible, but, like, we had the theme going, so I was going to stick with the theme. And, yeah. and to be honest, to be honest, the last 15 movies were all solid movies. Uh... Batman Returns until Renfield. 
Yeah, you know what? Like, other than I did not like that Interstellar thing at all. Like, I, I fucking hated that. Yeah, I didn't like it. I I also kind of just don't even count it as a movie. Like, it's not... It's an, a music video that was two hours long or whatever, an hour and a half long, whatever it was. But, like, I ended up really liking La La Really liking it's probably pushing a little far. I liked La La Land more than I thought I would. Like, going into that, I'm just like, ah, eh, this is probably just going to be, like, fine. But, like, it was actually... It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, in fairness... Pretty much everything after Swiss Army Man, with the exception of Birdies, like which which I also agree was not good, and I'm the one who chose it. So yeah, but you know what? See, I remember you sending us the trailer for that, and I understand why you thought it could have been funny. Like uh-huh. between like you knew like like a couple of the people from like one of like your YouTube channels that you follow, yeah, and like it had that trailer where it's like this looks like a late 90s early 2000s comedy and like if they do it right it could have actually been pretty funny i forget who i was talking to someone about it the other day but it was the trailer gave it the like super troopers kind of vibe yeah but you know with none of the talent (laughs) it turned out yeah yeah that's that's actually probably a good way to put it yeah But but yeah actually you guys are right like like probably like since Swiss Army Man, like, I think that was around the point where, I don't know about, about you, Rich, but I know for me it was more of a, I don't want to watch bad stuff anymore. Let's, like, I want to watch at least things that I think are going to be good. Mm-hmm. I, um, I I was still just picking movies that I wanted to watch. It was never about good or, like, I never, I think, I think when I picked Fantastic Four, if anything, was a pick of let's watch another bad movie or like, let's just see another bad movie or something like that. Yeah. And but I for guess the I... most part, anytime I, I never was like, let's watch something good. Let's watch. I never, I, it was just always, this interests me. Let's watch it. This is a movie like super eight. You guys didn't like, I thought it was good. It was a movie that had been on my watch list for years that I never, it was on my DVD list for Netflix when Netflix <laughs> still did DVDs before I canceled my DVD subscription. Wow. That's how long I had wanted to watch that movie but never seen it. I mean, I had seen it in theaters. It it was worse on a second watch. It, but again, it wasn't terrible. Like, I just, I, I was like, eh, no, it doesn't do I it th- for me. I think for you too, like, just knowing that, like, that stuff is not your preference, watching it a second time when you were already kind of, like, iffy on it is mm. like, Eh, like I see, I see more things that I don't like this time around. Whereas, like Jurassic Park, you've seen a bunch of times, I'm sure, but like it's a generally solid movie. Yeah. So you're not really picking it apart at this point. You're just like, yeah, you know what? Those dinosaurs actually look pretty fucking good. Yeah, and I mean, like to be fair, Jurassic Park. It's kind of hard to nitpick too much in Jurassic Park. Yeah, like you, you can, but at, at a certain yeah. point, you're just kind of being a dick about it, right? <laughs> um, and I just. Just to rephrase what I said, it's not so much that I was purposely picking things that were going to be bad. It was just I wasn't really checking to see like if things were well, well, like had any sort of well regardedness to them or anything like that. It was just like, oh, this movie seems like it could be neat. Like I've never seen this, or I I, I wouldn't mind watching this again to see like if it if it is good or bad. Um, which was kind of like the Silent Hill thing. Like I remember not liking the Silent Hill movie, but it was more than a decade later, and I'm like. Maybe it's better than I remember it now that we've had a bunch of other really fucking bad video game movies since then. I I, I never never looked up the, how a video was re- how a movie was received when I uh, 
suggested one. Okay. I mean, good yeah, for you. No, like, like, I, I don't... No I don't wonder all the shit you up. picked fucking... No. no. <laughs> See, the thing is, the thing is, I, I, go, I go into these with as little understanding of the movie and critical acclaim as, as I can when I go into it because I want to formulate my own full-on opinion for my blank slate. And honestly, it's not like I'll I'll mention a movie and then you guys will look it up while I'm mentioning the movie more so than not. And then, oh, this is a low rating. This is a, a mid tier rating. It's like, I don't care. I'm going to I, this is the movie I want to watch because it's a movie that I've seen. And, I, and like, look, I have even right now a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve movies, ten, uh, uh, eleven movies because you guys aren't going to watch RRR. Uh, 11 movies that I want to watch that I have actually figured out categories for a handful of them. Um, more than half of them I figured out categories for, for when I make suggestions for categories that like, they're just like, I don't, I don't know how they are. I, I, I just want to fucking watch Birdman. I want to watch Day Shift. I want to watch Annihilation. I want to <coughs> watch Walk the Line. I've never seen them before. I just want to watch them. Ew, Walk the Line? Biopics. Could be I, an option. I don't like Joaquin Phoenix. At all, I, I, there's just something about him. Like I cannot name a movie that I've seen him in that I didn't dislike the movie. Signs. I don't like Signs. I've never watched Joker, so I can't. I fucking hated Joker. Joker. I th- I think it was such an overrated piece of shit. I I honestly was kind of against Joker because I'm against Joker being brought further into the limelight because he's a very shitty character. And he's a shitty character in that movie, and that movie is just not good. Yeah. Like it's a bad fucking movie. Um. Like I don't. It's not that I think Joaquin Phoenix is necessarily a bad actor. Like he gets into his roles. It's just I've never seen a movie he's in that wasn't fucking garbage. At least to me. Um, we'll say Birdman was actually pretty good. Um, so was uh, you said Annihilation too, right? Annihilation, yeah. That's with um, what's her name? Uh, Natalie Portman and um, yes. Oscar yeah. Isaac. Yeah, yeah, that movie very weird. Also really good. It's also based on a book. Alien slash extra dimensional. It's that's um, just, yeah, it's that's that's the, the category we could go with for that. That day book... shift vampire modern fantasy day shift it's it's a modern day uh vampire hunting movie it's a ne- it's a hulu netflix film oh um, yeah but yeah that annihilation is part of like a trilogy they just never made the other two things into a book or yeah. from book into movie yeah and then uh roadhouse on netflix because it's a remake of the original Roadhouse, mm. so I wanted to do remake movies. You can't watch a remake of Roadhouse. You can only watch Roadhouse. We can watch them both. No, I don't only know that original, original Roadhouse. Roadhouse is anywhere. Probably not. Yeah, it, it probably and, not. You probably have to buy a fucking DVD and, for it. And then, and then the last, the last one that I have um, a category for is Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story parody. parody so, movies. well, that's a parody of a movie that I think is probably shit. That movie was actually pretty funny. Definitely. These are all movies that I'd never seen. Like you I've should, never, you should I've watch never, more movies. You should watch Walk Hard. That movie's fucking fun. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not gonna watch it before we do it on book club because then that takes away book club option because I'm not gonna suggest it on book club. A lot of book club movies are movies I've never seen before. You should watch more movies. Oh, I've I watched mean... a lot of movies. <laughs> it's just look uh, things like Walk Hard and and uh and Walk the Line like those came out and you all saw them without me. Like you guys all saw them. I might have been at work or whatever. I didn't have anybody to go see them with. So I just didn't go see them. Like, I never saw Walk Walk the Line cuz I they I mean, Walk Walk the Line might have been uh I was still like early teens and I just didn't have any interest in it. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of interested in. It. Um I just then, don't care like, about Johnny Cash that much. 
Yeah, I mean that too. Like, like I understand he was like prolific and all, but yeah, like it just never, eh, never did it for me. I mean, I I only know like one or two. I I really only know one song from Johnny Cash. What song? So it's uh uh isn't isn't the song "Walk the Line"? Isn't that the or I don't know. How does it uh, go? Ring of Fire is one song. Okay, there you go. There you go. You got I, one. I was, I was hoping gonna, you were gonna say "Hurt." <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be really mad at you if you said "Hurt." I'm just gonna let I you know. I don't know that song. Yeah, it's it, a cover of a Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah, he he won a Grammy for a cover song. Hold on, hold on. I have to uh, I have to send you guys a link. And arguably, not even arguably, the fucking Nine Inch Nails version of Hurt significantly fucking better. He only won. I understand why he won it. Like he was very old. He had just lost his wife. It it, it hit a, it hit an emotional resonance with the people voting. I get it. But no, fucking Nine Inch Nails should have gotten the Grammy for Hurt in 1995. When the downward spiral came out, um, hasn't Trent Reznor said Johnny Cash's version is way better? Probably, probably. I, I personally, I actually I, just like the Nine Inch Nails version better. I know Trent Reznor has, in some way, like said he really likes Johnny Cash's version. Like, and was yeah. like and honored Johnny he, Cash fucking did a cover of it. Exactly, and he would have absolutely had to approve that too. So it's I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not li- like I'm mostly joking. Like, it's not like Johnny Cash just like took the song and won a Grammy for it without, like, any, like, approval. It's just more of a, man, why didn't Nine Inch Nails get any, any credit for this? I mean, fair. Because um, I, I think that was part of the thing, too. It's like, every time he won something or people talked about it, it was always hurt by Johnny Cash. It's like, well, he just sang it. Like, the song and all of that is, it, it was written by Trent Reznor, guys. At least at least put a little cliff note at the bottom. Um, but we've been talking about all this stuff for a while now. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to move move along? Sure. Check 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 your check your chat real quick. I, I saw. I did. I, I I opened it up and I saw it was um Dragon Force. There's a ring of fire covered by Dragon. Yeah. I don't like Dragon Force. I love Dragon. Force. Yeah. Never like like I mean everyone kind of listened to Through the Fire and Flames a whole bunch for like that one year, but like I never really got into any of their other music. They just they never really clicked with me. They're talented. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. never clicked. Um. But in two weeks, at least Drew and I will have finished um, finished business. Um, Rich will get as far as he humanly can before he inevitably burns the book in a ritual sacrifice. <laughs> I am giving the book to my dad. Maybe <laughs> he has better reference to it. That's. I was like, I could sell this. No, no one's going to want to buy this book. I'm giving it to my dad. Actually, I'm curious. What quality did yours show up in? It's fine. It's decent quality. Somebody uh, bunny-eared. I guess that's the word. The uh, the pages. like turn the corner, the page corner down. Yeah, dog some of the pages. Dog eared. That's it. Um, and, yeah, my- and and stuff like that. Like the the under the lower uh, the bottom of the pages. Some of them are a little tarnished, but it came in solid quality. How's the took- um? How's the dust jacket? Uh, I mean, right now it's uh it's a little flattened because I took it off and put it off to the side because I hate reading books with the jackets on them. Um, I, I use the jacket that. as a bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> I I I can't hold a book with a with the jacket on it. I have to take it off. Like it just it, it it slides around too much. It's something that I can fidget with, and so I can't do it. But it's not torn or anything. No, it's fine. Yeah, mine. I I bought like the same one as you, like the same like used one. My, my fucking dust jacket's all like torn and and in kind of shit condition. I'm like, man, this said good quality. This is like okay quality. Do you want my dust jacket? No, no, it's not that big of a deal. Um, it was just more of a like, man, the fuck Amazon. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll be finishing this up, and 
then we'll pick something else. May- maybe the actor strike will be done by then, and we'll, well, we'll be, go back to movies. Be, it'll be my choice for a book. Mm, no, you picked Jurassic Park. No, you picked Jurassic Park. No, I said, do you want to read Jurassic Park since you had it already? Yeah, you picked it. What? You picked Jurassic Park, and Drew picked this book. See, I didn't. I wasn't looking at Jurassic Park. Like I picked it because this was your turn to pick. Like I only I'll said Jurassic Park you. because <laughs> you had mentioned it <laughs> a bunch no, of times. Cobb, I, it wasn't my turn to pick either. I had just picked the last movie. No, we just watched Renfield before this. Didn't? Oh no, I'm no, looking at the, the we, thing. We we no, watched it, it, Boss Level, which was it, my pick, and then it became your pick, and you picked the the the. Time doing music. Okay, yeah. And we did the three musics. My last, I was last with the music, and then uh-huh. you picked. Let's do books. Do you want to read Jurassic Park? And I already had it, and I said yes. Let's read Jurassic Park. You okay, picked that's, Jurassic Park. So to be fair, I like I, I don't mind. It's not a big deal because um, I don't actually have a book that like I think you guys would want to read because half of what I'm reading right now are the middle of a series. Um, mm. And frankly, they're they're very long books, and I think you would both try to kill me. Um, <laughs> but I I was literally just like, you've mentioned wanting to read Jurassic Park like four times. If we're going to do a book, do you want to just read the book you've mentioned a bunch of times? That's the, that's the entirety of how I thought about it. So I've just been associating it with your pick this whole time. <laughs> no, I, I associated it with your pick because it was your turn to pick. Cop yeah, picked like, for you is what happened. <laughs> yeah, like like, and it's not so much that I picked for you. It was just more of a... Hey, you've mentioned wanting to do this. Like, like this was your right. This was the thing you mentioned when you said, "Do you want to do books?" Like a few weeks ago. Like, do you want to just do that? Um. So, yeah. like, that was just kind of like where mm-hmm. my head went. Um. Classic and, misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah, and like, like again, like it is super not a big deal because, like, I was even thinking the other day. I'm like, I have no fucking clue what book I would pick if we still had to pick books. Because, like, like I have a bunch of stuff that, like, I'm kind of like, like reading in different stages but i like i just don't think it's stuff that like either of you guys would necessarily like you're not going to be able to get it cheaply or or free for the most part and a lot of things are like the middle of series or like they're digital only because they're like kindle um kindle and limited published stuff so and like both of you guys don't like reading digital stuff so i'm like man what the fuck would i have either of them read jesus (laughs) I mean, if I had an, e- I've I've been thinking of trying an e-reader to see how I would like finding like a an e-reader. Trying. Dude, it is wild. So, reading that, like reading finished business. This will be the last thing before we we move on. Reading finished business as an actual fucking book takes me about double the time it takes me to read the same amount of pages on an e- like a digital thing, and I don't know why. Like, I it it makes no sense. I don't understand it. But like these these chapters have been about twenty pages. And it takes, it ends up taking me 20 to 30 minutes a chapter. And it's not like, like I'm reading them at night before bed. So it's not like I'm getting distracted. Like the, like the TV's not on. There's not other stuff happening. I'm just reading. Um, but like I pull out my Kindle or my phone or my tablet and I like bring up like an ebook on there and read it. And I'm reading like 20 or 30 pages in like 15 minutes, like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, why can't, why do paper books just not fucking like go as quick? I don't get it. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, Rich. What have you thought about Bleach: The Thousand Year Blood War Core Two? Um, I didn't like it as much as the first part. Um, overall, I thought it was it wasn't as well paced. It it, it was very reminiscent of old school anime pacing. Yeah, I, and like part one was kind of this as well, but not as bad as part two. Part two is just so poorly paced. 
Like, it's it's barely one fight per episode. Like, it's almost as egregious as Dragon Ball. Did you um? Did you watch it week to week? Yes. Okay. So it didn't it didn't hit me as poorly because we watched almost we like we watched the first episode of the core up to like I said like episode twenty two or so all in the same day. Like we just kind of like mm-hmm. I put it on like on a, on like a Saturday. We just watched till we were caught up. Um, on, on the dub at least. And like I I agree. Like I thought the pacing was bad, but it wasn't so much because of how long or how short some of the fights were. It was just like how oddly spaced out certain things were. Like, um, and I guess spoilers for the second core for at least like the first half ish of it. Um, the the fight with um with the guy that Rukia defeats. Yeah. Um, her using her Bankai and everything at the end felt so anticlimactic compared to what I feel like it should have been. Mm-hmm. Because like it literally happened during the fucking end credits. And then, like, her, yeah, well, her coming down from the Bankai was in the credits, and like, they made. You're right; it was less of a impact on like how strong this Bankai is. Yeah, like it's like it was the last. It was less than the last five minutes of the show where she she used it. Like there, they didn't even really let like that like the moment between her and her brother kind of like linger. Like they they like I feel like this show would have back in like its original run. Mm-hmm. Like that that fight would have stretched out for like two or three episodes. Um, yeah, which I, would have been too much but, at that point at being that long. But like, I feel like it just needed a little more room I, than like finishing in that one 20 minute yeah. period. Like w- when it comes to that fight, I feel like what it did do is it focused on how powerful she is in general without her Bankai. Like it, 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 it displayed how strong her sword is and how strong she is. Um, and then, yeah, it like kind of diminished how powerful her Bankai is in general. By, like, it's throwing it at the stinger, basically, like, during the credits. Um, but, like, one thing that I'm kind of bummed about, and it's probably just par for the course with the, with this series, or with the, with this chapter, or with this, like, arc, you've basically seen all of Ichigo at this point. Like, this is a 20, or is a 13 episode, 12, 13 episode part, portion of the anime, and you see Ichigo for all of maybe 20 minutes total across the last six episodes. Yeah, no, like, that, that there, sounds about there, right. There are full episodes that he's not even in. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole first half of, of the thing, he's not really in at all. Yeah, and I'm just like, like I, I obviously this is about more of everyone else, but like, Ichigo got two swords, and I want to see him use his two swords, and I want to see him fight, and all this awesome shit. And you see him use Gatsuga Gungsho once... And then it's like, oh, no, he's not fighting anymore. I'm like, he could stop everyone in Soul Society and then go to the, go. But no, it's I'm just like, and, and like, this is how Kubo wrote it, which is fine. I'm just like, I'm like, this, know, like it's it's not 100 percent, though. Like, it, it's in line with it. But like, even this this part of the story, they were still taking their time with it in the manga. Yeah. Like, it wasn't it wasn't drawn out in like an obnoxious way. But like. Like, that Rukia section took longer. Um, Ichigo showing up and, like, the Kenpachi stuff. Um, shit, what is his lieutenant's name? Yurichu? Yur- yeah. Yur- yeah. Yeah. The little pink-haired girl. Like, it was a, it was a couple chapters of her fighting. Like, mm-hmm. she fought that, that, that guy, that, that weird scientist guy for a little while. Like, you got more of her, her sword and everything out of it. Like, versus, like, six minutes of that episode before Kenpachi showed up and took Yeah, over. and she didn't even really get to fight. Like yeah, it like, was 
Like, that fight was very lackluster. He's just like, oh, you're now a cookie. And I'm like, come on. Like, that's yeah. boring. Yeah, I think because they have, um, and like that stuff happened in the manga, but there was more to it. And I think because they, they have a limited amount of episodes, like it's, it, it's four cores of like 13 episodes a piece, I think is, is what it worked out to be. Yeah. That they're condensing some of this earlier stuff that was spread out. And I'm hoping that means that they will expand on the later stuff that was very condensed in the manga. But like, like the- they added a fight this core. Like they added a fight or supposedly added a fight in this part of this series that wasn't in the manga. Yeah, I'm not sure which one that was. It might have been the one with um with uh Soifan and her lieutenant or something. Cause like I remember the Hitsugaya one, or at least I think I remember the Hitsugaya one. I definitely remember Rukia and Kempachi. Um and then like Ichigo I remember showing up. And like this is a weird nitpick because it's it's just like an unexpected thing for like a shonen. But I feel like when Ichigo showed up and he shows up and then like literally basically teleports behind the enemies and they immediately call him like a special threat more so than Kenpachi, he then goes on to not really do anything. Like he doesn't beat those three. He doesn't really do any like serious damage to them because they just heal themselves. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should have set the bar with with how strong he is now by having him take those three out very easily. Yeah. Then have all the other ones show up and have that be the point where the other Soul Reapers show up to be like, hey, go after the boss. We, we have this part of it. Mm-hmm. But instead, they like have him kind of just start getting like tossed around by a group of people before everyone else shows up. I'm like... You end like you you haven't seen him in like seven episodes. You end the previous section basically alluding to him being the strongest. Um there's even I think it's the first episode of this core where um the flower coat captain, who I always forget his name, goes to the real world to basically tell his friends like, Hey, Ichigo might not be able to come back because he might be too strong. Yeah. Um if that happens, here are some passes so that you can come see him. Yeah. And then like he shows up and like it's not that he's not strong, it's just they don't show him being that strong. Yeah, and it's like I'm sure they're like they're they're saving it for the end fights and things like that, the fight between him and and uh and and Ishida. But like I I want to see more of Ichigo. That's what I watched this for. Like he's the yeah. main character. Look back to the original Soul Society arc. Um Ichigo kind of gets fucking beat to shit all throughout Soul Society. He, he came out on top most of the time, but still got his ass kicked over and mm-hmm. over again. Yeah, every fight, um, he almost dies. Yeah, and then, like, at at the at the execution, he shows up um, exponential, exponentially stronger than he was previously. He blocks this super weapon with just his sword, just stops it dead, um, and then takes down three lieutenants without his sword, or four lieutenants without his sword. Yeah. Like, puts his sword in the dirt... And then knocks them all out. Um, and then he goes on to fight somebody that's actually strong. And he he struggles. And then, like, you see how far he's come, like, compared to, to this guy who's beat him before. Yeah. Um, and, like, this time, like, you don't get that. You don't get to see just how strong he's gotten. And I feel like it, it's a it's a weird trope. But it's, it's very much a trope for these sorts of things. Like, every Dragon Ball arc, Goku does it. Like, when Goku gets to, to fucking Namek in Dragon Ball, the first thing he does is fucking beats Raccoon in one punch after Raccoon killed everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, Gohan and Krillin are nearly dead. Um, yeah. Goku takes him out in a single punch. And then he beats the other two guys that were 
supposed to be stronger. Um, Naruto does it um, during the pain arc. Pain fucking levels the whole village, kills tons of people, and Naruto comes down and takes out two of his paths in one hit each. He takes, I think he takes out almost all of them before So he, he, he takes gets... out almost, he does, he takes out all, all but one of them, but two of them he actually did in just one hit. Yeah. Um, two, the other two he actually had, like, he strategized against them. Like, it wasn't brute strength, though. Mm-hmm. Um, because the one he just let them, um, he let the one absorb all of his chakra, and because his chakra had all that nature chakra, it turned them stone. Yeah. But, uh, like, like that's just a thing for shonen anime, like... And, like, you didn't do it. You you let the guy get the power-up off screen, and then you don't show us the power-up. Because you know yeah. he's not going to go fight the, the fucking big boss and, like, come out on top right now. It, we're halfway through. Yeah. He's not even going to fight that's... the guy under the big boss and come out on top because we're only halfway through. And that's, that's like, it's such a bummer where they left this part. Like, the last episode, you've already read it, so I'm not too worried about spoilers for you. But... The last episode is the paintbrush guy fighting Yuwak, Yubak, however you pronounce his name, and you think he won. You think paintbrush guy won. Oh, right, right, from, from Squad Zero. Yeah, like, like literally the last thing you see, I'm assuming this is in the books, is is paintbrush guy doing his hands clapping a bit, uh, attack. I vaguely remember that stuff. Getting smashed into that. Actually, you know what? That may be the thing they added. Because I don't remember seeing him fight any of those guys. But it's also been, like, I read this stuff, like, pre-COVID. Yeah. So it's like, that that was, like, the last, they literally end with the big bad almost dead. And it's like, this is, obviously, you know, he's gonna come back. And he's gonna be stronger. And he's gonna stop them and he's gonna defeat them and then Ichigo and his friends are gonna come and save the day like obviously you're gonna see that but it's like this is kind of a bad stop like a good stop would have been maybe like you walk showing up at the soul palace and then stopping there and then taking the next section to have all of the fights with squad zero and then Ichigo coming to save the day at the end of that and then the next section would have been the final boss fight or what, and whatnot. But yeah, it's just the pacing is very... And I felt the same way with the first part. It just wasn't as bad as it is in this part. Um, was there a zombie fight in the uh, uh, in the manga? I don't remember. Like, so, I remember uh, I remember broad strokes of stuff and, like, the bigger moments. Like, I remember mm-hmm. I remember Kimpachi um, releasing his sword for the first time. Yeah, and it's only his Sekai that he releases. It's not even his Bankai that he has yet. Yeah, and like I remember Rukia doing her her Bankai for the first time. Do you remember seeing the scientist guy fighting? No, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I think after I finish this the season in a couple of weeks, when like the dub catches up, I'll try and like find like a list of all of the like what things were different between the two. Yeah, because I'm sure somebody out there did like a differences between the anime and manga and figure out like. What was added? What wasn't? Oh yeah, that's you know for sure that happened. Yeah, but like it, I'm glad it's finally being animated because it is like a cool story arc. But they are like, I feel like like they're doing the reverse of what the of the manga's issue, where the front half of it was, in my opinion, like fleshed out pretty well, um, and then the back half felt very rushed because it was ending and like it was canceled, so like they were like sprinting to the conclusion basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anything else you want to say about uh, Bleach? No. Uh, no. It's 
<laughs> it, it's good. It is good. It's just like it is. Like I said, it's poorly paced. Um, right. I and I I'm hoping. I didn't get to rewatch the first part before this part. I'm hoping before the next part to rewatch the first and second part, and maybe that'll like help like bring enjoyment into it. Because if maybe it is like a, a binge it all and you'll be great. Maybe that's what they designed it more for. Um, I oh the one thing I do want to say is literally the day the finale premiered, they released like a video, uh, like a, a trailer for the next part, which I think they already have finished, and. All the news sites everywhere is making a big deal. Bleach Thousand Year Blood War Part 3 comes out in 2024. Huge deal. Because it's coming out in 2024. Nowhere does it have a date when in 2024. But it's huge news that the next part in 2024. What the fuck do they think this is? Attack on Titan? Obviously it's coming out next year. Yeah. Like, like they, they already said it's coming out next year. Give me this article when you have a date, because that's all I care about. I want the date. I don't. Yeah, I. They're taking I, about six months between parts. Yeah. Because part like, part one ran October to January ish. Part two ran July to uh, September October. Um. So part three is probably going to run February March. I just want to know what uh eleven twelve week block I need to set aside to watch this. That's all. Yeah, and like they'll they'll announce it in plenty of time. Yeah, but it's like just it's like, not like me, it's it, they're not going to stealth drop it. <laughs> no, but like the fact that like every news article, oh, big news! Bleach is the next part of Bleach is coming out next year. Duh, duh, it's coming out next year. Like what? But yeah, also but, at the same time, like all right, we are kind of waiting a bit longer for the next part of My Hero. I think I can't yeah, remember the, when My Hero the recent the, season. The previous ended. the previous season came out in October and ended in spring. So, like, you'd think it would be coming out around now, but they haven't even announced. Like, yeah. a season is announced, but they have not announced anything about when it'll air. Yeah, so. So. Um, but I guess, last, last thing for tonight's episode. Um, I went to the Emo Orchestra on Saturday. Nice. And I just want to say it was a lot of fun. Um, and Drew, if you can somehow do it, highly recommend going to the one in AC. When is it? This Saturday. Uh, I I can't. <laughs> okay. Um. I it's very short notice, and I felt like maybe you said you had something going on. Yep. Um. But if if it ever comes around again, highly recommend going. Um. Rich, you too. Like like I I realize like for you like three days notice is just not enough time. But mm-hmm. uh, like if they do it again next year or something like that, I highly recommend like checking it out. It's um. It's really well done. Um. It's basically like. It it was sixteen covers. Well, it was it was a sixteen song set. Um, they took they they had an inter like a fifteen minute intermission. Um, the like the orchestra played every song with them. Um, and all but three songs were were covers, and they were all like they're the covers you would mostly know. Like it it wasn't any deep cuts from any bands. <laughs> like the deepest cut might might have been the Death Cab for Cutie song they played, but they did like. Sorry, somebody was. Gonna uh, say I was. That's arguably not a deep cut, especially in the emo world. Like Death Cab, I is know, one of but the biggest emo artists. <laughs> no, no, I know, but that's what I mean. Like that's yeah, that's how like just um known. Like mm-hmm. I, I just brought up the set list. They did Ocean Avenue, Sugar, We're Going Down, The Middle, Make Damn Sure, I Will Follow You Into the Dark, Until the Day I Die, Welcome to the Black Parade, Adam Song, The Taste of Ink. Misery Business, Miss Murder, Hey There Delilah. Like, 
it, even if you don't know the names of the songs or the songs where like when the, when they start singing them, you're like, oh, oh yeah, fucking this song. Mm. Um, and like the for for Black Parade, they actually um, it was just the orchestra. So the orchestra came out after intermission, and they played the Black Parade. So it was it was them playing and just everyone in the crowd singing every word. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that was really cool. Like when they initially started playing, the um the conductor actually t- was turned around facing the audience and like conducting them, which was neat. And then um for misery misery business um they're actually bringing up local singers to sing the songs. Oh, cool. So like yeah, so like JT left the stage, um and they brought like a, a girl that's local that um they're I guess they're doing stuff on on um social media where people can submit videos of them singing. And they're picking one for, like, each show cool. to, like, come out and sing with them. And, like, the girl fucking nailed Misery Business. Nice. Yeah. But it, it was neat because um, they weren't just going, like, once, like, song, 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 song. Um, They were, like, telling little, like, anecdotes about the songs. Whether it was, like, their relationships with the bands and, like, why they pick those songs for the set list. Or, like, what that song maybe meant to, like, the like the scene or to fans of that band and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so like th- there was a little bit more to it. Um, and like, it was a fairly short one. Like there's no, there's no opener. So like it started at eight and we were, we were home by like 1040. Cool. And it was, it was at the Keswick. So we had like an hour drive home anyway, but yeah, it was, it was a very cool experience and it was nice to be at a concert where you sat down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you know, those Kes- the those Keswick seats are weird, but they're not uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the other reason I wanted to mention this is because there's another orchestra thing coming up. Um, they announced the other day that Stardew Valley is going to have a concert like tour, and I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, it's going to have a chamber orchestra playing um, music um, curated by the creator of Stardew, Concerned Date. And cool. I don't know, like I know Stardew's popular. I didn't realize it was that popular. Um, because like you. You see those like orchestra tours for like um like Final Fantasy music or Legend of Zelda or Kingdom Hearts, but like to see like this game that was made by just one dude, yeah. um, is having like a like a a worldwide tour because it's not just in the U.S. Um, playing music from this indie game that like made you know millions of dollars, but still like indie game is like pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I honestly because Erica likes stardew so much we're probably going to try and get tickets it's actually at the um the kimmel center in february in philly at least so yeah i i i saw you write that and i i looked it up uh it's uh yeah i'm i might be trying to go to that with someone yeah i'm i'm gonna try and grab tickets on friday um i will let you know how much they are Mm -hmm. um just in case you don't like get a chance to check i i have a um i'm remote friday morning and i have a calendar reminder to check it at 10 o'clock yeah but yeah. I I uh, I I have uh I've been talking to someone, but they live quite far away. So I just asked them, "Hey, hoping that we actually are still talking in February, do you want to go on a date?" So we'll see yeah, if man, that works. You plan that shit well in advance. <laughs> yeah, and it goes on sale Friday the thirteenth, which means the servers are going to be down and everything's going to be broken. Oh man, you got so th- this has nothing to do with any of this, but you guys just might find it like ironic. Let's say. Um, so today was like the day that most, um, schools did PSAT testing for like sophomores and juniors. Okay. Um, it is also apparently the first year that they are requiring them to be done digitally, like online through like a website. Guess what didn't fucking work today? 
the website for PSA. All right, wait. So just the PSATs are done digitally. Are the SATs still done in person? Do you know? Because I mean, you can you can really cheat on that if it's done at home. So it has to be done at school. Okay. Yeah, so no, like they're not doing it like at home or anything like that. Like they have to report to a class. I mean, s- schools nowadays, they're all um, like they all ha- have laptops. Like literally like the school that I go to um, on Wednesdays from from elementary school, from kindergarten, they are assigned a Chromebook up through middle school. And then once they get to high school, they're expected to bring their own laptops. And most of them have just have MacBooks. Um, so like they all they're all on computers doing their work all day. Like all their stuff is submitted. um like, papers are submitted via Google Docs. Like, there are portals they go to to submit other homework assignments and stuff like that. But, like, there is, like, a testing website that is for for this thing. And it just didn't fucking work today. Um, apparently, because apparently they decided that they had to do some server maintenance first thing this morning, and it just didn't get done quick enough. It's like, why the fuck would you do it the morning of? That means your shit wasn't working, and you were scrambling to try and get it up. Seriously. Um, yeah. But, like... Like uh, like the the director of IT there, um, he he had to call three different numbers before he got like somebody that could actually tell him that like it's just a major issue, and like their um uh, what's it called their like recommendation um on the tech support line for for this thing was have them just refresh the page a bunch and see if it works. <laughs> if that if that doesn't do it, reschedule and like. That school has like it's it's a small uh, well it's not small but it's it's a private school and it's it's all girls so like their classes are not huge like their graduating classes are like under a hundred students usually so like having like a hundred ish students having to like refresh a page not a big deal but if you're like a larger school with you know like five six seven hundred kids in a graduating class and you have two grade levels doing this like. There's no fucking way that you're going to have that many you're going to be able to coordinate that many kids refreshing this page until it works and being able to start like at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it was insane. But like, yeah, like just maintenance the morning of the testing when like you had. So you had to sign up for this test. So they knew they knew what sort of user load they'd have. So they should have been able to have all this stuff like ready to go well in advance. But instead, they just waited till like the last minute and fucked everything. And that's technology. It, it's like when Diablo launches. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's probably a, a show, unless you guys have anything else. Nope. That's about it. All right. Well, in that case, if you would like to find any more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there at your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify... Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, what is your streaming schedule? Uh, Twitch.tv slash B underscore one. That's for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, we're still playing Dead Island. Uh, we moved to playing Left 4 Dead 2 because apparently everything in Left 4 Dead 1 is in Left 4 Dead 2, even all the levels and shit. So, uh, Left 4 Dead 2 is just a mechanically much better game. So we're just all playing Left 4 Dead 2 now on Tuesdays and still Sea of Thieves or, um, uh, um, maybe some Dead by Daylight. However, on the, I haven't, 
picked which date yet, either the 20th or the 21st, we are doing a late night stream, probably starting around 9-ish, and I'll be playing a spooky game called either Phasmophobia or um, Demonologist, whichever one I can get more people to play. Uh, It's like one of those ghost hunting games. It's supposed to be really scary. Uh, I'm going to have all the lights off, and I'm going to be spooked because you guys got 30,000 points uh, in the Channel Point Challenge. I was about to ask Uh, if you hit that, because I... I I jumped on your stream the other day, and I saw that it was pretty high, and I dumped as many of the channel points as I had into it. I, I it didn't was like 1,300. I, I would have reacted if I had seen that. I didn't see that, because uh, you were probably doing when I was playing Dead Island on uh, Sunday or Monday, and I, that had sounds my, right. I had my chat covered up, because Dead Island is so broken that I cannot leave the game screen and go into a different screen on my second monitor without crashing the game and potentially my entire machine. Oh, that's a bad time. It is It is so broken. It is so buggy. So, like, if I'm trying to lurk on somebody and whatnot, I have to have all my lurks set up. I have to make sure that I go into the game before stream to set up the game viewing in, like, this, in, in, the, uh, in, in OBS. I have to make sure it's all set up before playing. Because if I try to go out of the game, like Alt-Tab or anything else, it runs a risk of it breaking my system. That's wild. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know why. I, and there's no borderless windowed mode in, on for uh, this, which sometimes allows that, like, m- makes it so that you can actually exit the window better and easier. There's no borderless windowed. It's just either windowed mode or... Um, or full screen and the windowed mode, I I can't actually full screen it in windowed mode, so it's just I have to deal with I have to deal with this way. So uh, if I, I might have missed you contributing, but we I think we got it. Um, what day? Today's the eleventh. We might have gotten it yesterday. Nice. Or, but no, no, no. We got it Monday. I think we got it Monday. Uh, less than ten days. I remember. Um, so I should have made it worth more, maybe 50,000 points. So uh, if you don't get a big enough group to play one of these, would you play like Amnesia or something like that alone? Uh, I mean, I could, it depends. I've got all the Amnesias, but, uh, I only need like two or three people to play the, these, these ghost hunting games. They're supposed to be really scary from what I hear. So like, I, I've seen Phasmophobia get played. I don't think it seems all that scary. Neither but, do I, but, like, I'm not immersed in it. I'm just always torturing the streamer who's in it. So, like, there might yeah. be things where, like, I might have also sound alerts that you can play to, like, try to scare me and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Probably cool. the 20th or 21st. I'll let you guys know for sure next week when I p- figure out what day. Good job. Um, and then I will, um, I'm going to New York Comic Con Saturday and Sunday. So next week I'll have some stuff to talk about. Nice. Yeah. But other than that... We will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, yes. Bye.